Matthew Henry's Commentary on the Whole Bible An Exposition, with Practical Observations, of the Book of Joshua 1. We have now before us the history of the Jewish nation in this book, and those that follow it to the end of the Book of Esther. These books, to the end of the books of the kings, the Jewish writers call the first book of the prophets, to bring them within the distribution of the books of the Old Testament into the law, the prophets, and the Chetabim, or Hagiographa, Luke 24 verse 44. The rest they make part of the Hagiographa. For, though history is their subject, it is justly supposed that prophets were their penmen. To those books that are purely and properly prophetical the name of the prophet is prefixed, because the credibility of the prophecies depended much upon the character of the prophets, but these historical books, it is probable, were collections of the authentic records of the nation, which some of the prophets, and the Jewish church was for many ages more or less continually blessed with such, were divinely directed and helped to put together for the service of the church to the end of the world, as their other officers, so their historiographers, had their authority from heaven. It should seem that though the substance of the several histories was written when the events were fresh in memory, and written under a divine direction, yet, under the same direction, they were put into the form. The grounds of the conjecture are, 1. Because former writings are so often referred to, as the book of Jasher, Joshua 10 verse 13, and 2 Samuel 1 verse 18, the chronicles of the kings of Israel and Judah, and the books of Gad, Nathan, and Ido. 2. Because the days when the things were done are spoken of sometimes as days long since past, as 1 Samuel 9 verse 9, he that is now called a prophet was formerly called a seer. And, 3. Because we so often read of things remaining unto this day, as stones, Joshua 4 verse 9, chapter 7 verse 26, chapter 8 verse 29, chapter 10 verse 27, 1 Samuel 6 verse 18, names of places, Joshua 5 verse 9, chapter 7 verse 26, Judges 1 verse 26, chapter 15 verse 19, chapter 18 verse 12, 2 Kings 14 verse 7, rights and possessions, Judges 1 verse 21, 1 Samuel 27 verse 6, customs and usages, 1 Samuel 5 verse 5, 2 Kings 17 verse 41, which clauses have been since added to the history by the inspired collectors for the confirmation and illustration of it to those of their own age. And, if one may offer a mere conjecture, it is not unlikely that the historical books, to the end of the kings, were put together by Jeremiah the prophet, a little before the captivity, for it is said of Ziklag, 1 Samuel 27 verse 6, that it pertains to the kings of Judah, which style began after Solomon and ended in the captivity, unto this day. And it is still more probable that those which follow were put together by Ezra the scribe, some time after the captivity. However, though we are in the dark concerning their authors, we are in no doubt concerning their authority, they were a part of the oracles of God, which were committed to the Jews, and were so received and referred to by our Saviour and the Apostles. In the five books of Moses we had a very full account of the rise, advance, and constitution, of the Old Testament church, the family out of which it was raised, the promise, that great charter by which it was incorporated, the miracles by which it was built up, and the laws and ordinances by which it was to be governed, from which one would conceive an expectation of its character and state very different from what we find in this history. A nation that had statutes and judgments so righteous, one would think, should have been very holy, and a nation what had promises so rich should have been very happy. But, alas! 
A great part of the history is a melancholy representation of their sins and miseries, for the law made nothing perf perfect, but this was to be done by the bringing in of the better hope. And yet, if we compare the history of the Christian Church with its constitution, we shall find the same cause for wonder, so many have been its errors and corruptions, for neither does the gospel make anything perfect in this world, but leaves us still an expectation of a better hope in the future state. 2. We have next before us the book of Joshua, so called, perhaps, not because it was written by him, for that is uncertain. Dr. Lightfoot thinks that Finna has wrote it. Bishop Patrick is clear that Joshua wrote it himself. However that be, it is written concerning him, and if any other wrote it, it was collected out of his journals or memoirs. It contains the history of Israel under the command and government of Joshua, how he presided as general of their armies, 1. In their entrance into Canaan, chapters 1-5. to 2. In their conquest of Canaan, chapters 6-12. to 3. In the distribution of the land of Canaan among the tribes of Israel, chapters 13 to 21. 4. In the settlement and establishment of religion among them, chapters 22 to 24. In all which he was a great example of wisdom, courage, fidelity, and piety, to all that are in places of public trust. But this is not all the use that is to be made of this history. We may see in it, 1. Much of God in his providence his power in the kingdom of nature, his justice in punishing the Canaanites when the measure of their iniquity was full, his faithfulness to his covenant with the patriarchs, and his kindness to his people Israel, notwithstanding their provocations. We may see him as the Lord of hosts determining the issues of war, and as the director of the lot, determining the bounds of men's habitations. 2. Much of Christ in his grace. Though Joshua is not expressly mentioned in the New Testament as a type of Christ, yet all agree that he was a very eminent one. He bore our Savior's name, as did also another type of him, Joshua the high priest, Zechariah 6 verses 11 and 12. The LXX, giving the name of Joshua a Greek termination, call him all along Isis, Jesus, and so he is called Acts 7 verse 45 and Hebrews 4 verse 8. Justin Martyr, one of the first writers of the Christian Church, Dialogue. Come tryph. P. Mihi 300, makes that promise in Exodus 23 verse 20, My angel shall bring thee into the place I have prepared, to point at Joshua, and these words, My name is in him, to refer to this, that his name should be the same with, with that of the Messiah. It signifies, he shall save. Joshua saves God's people from the Canaanites, our Lord Jesus saves them from their sins. Christ, as Joshua, is the captain of our salvation, a leader and commander of the people, to tread Satan under their feet, to put them in possession of the heavenly Canaan, and to give them rest, which, it is said, Hebrews 4 verse 8, Joshua did not.